Welcome to The Forge, a podcast for barbers by two guys who know hair. My name is Carson. And my name is Kyle, and together we run Forge Hairscape, a men's grooming product line. We wanted to start off strong for you guys, so today we have a special guest, Jacob Rockwell, the founder and owner of True Grit Grooming Company in Colorado. Jake is going to tell his incredible story about how he went from being in a coma on his deathbed to starting a successful men's grooming company. Before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review an Apple podcast. It'll help us so much to be able to reach as many barbers as possible. One final note, this episode was recorded at the beginning of May before we got our new studio mics, so the audio quality on this episode and the next are going to be a little shaky, but bear with us because the stories you're about to hear are incredible. All right, so without further ado, Jake Rockwell, everyone. All right, and we have Jacob Rockwell, the founder and owner of True Grit Grooming. How's it going, Jake? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Yeah, good. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, we don't- yeah, we appreciate you being on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's an honor. So we just uh, we wanted to get into, um, I guess, how we met. We met you back at, I guess it was, what, last September? Yeah, yep, last last September at the uh, Las Vegas Barber Expo. Yeah, the Vegas Barber Expo. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, We had booths set up just down the aisle from each other and walked past each other a few times and then just started talking and it went from there. Yeah. Um, we were down there promoting our brand, uh, true great grooming products for men. Um, that's probably like the second big expo that we did down there. Uh, we had done the IBS show a few months before. Right. Is that in Las Vegas? Yeah. Yep. At the convention okay. center down there. Gosh, right. that was actually the the Vegas show was our first expo um, that we had done like that. But yeah, we we met you and and you had like you know an amazing story about how you got into this um, and started your company. So I guess I just wanted to get into a little bit about you know what what were you doing before you started True Grit? Uh, before True Grit, I was doing. Uh... Uh, floral design and uh, custom wedding and event decor. Um, I had been doing that for for a few years, and uh, that's pretty much how True Grit got started because I was working on a project uh, building a custom bar for a lady's wedding, and I already had one built. It was nice and rusted out and patinaed with some barnwood backing and the lady wanted uh, two bars, so I said, yeah, I can make you a second one. And during the process of making that that second bar, I was uh, rusting out this steel frame in a puddle I made behind my shop. And uh, it was my birthday, actually, May, May 3rd, 2014. And uh, I wasn't working that day, but I I was feeling guilty about it, so I went to my shop and I flipped that bar by myself and I usually had a uh, one guy working with me so I flipped this bar by myself and uh I got a little metal sliver in my hand like so minute I didn't even know and um turned out that I got uh necrotizing fasciitis which is a flesh-eating wow. bacteria wow. <laughs> in my hand <laughs> and uh yeah so that was that was uh, a game changer for sure um I spent like three months in the hospital, two months in a coma. Um, but yeah, um, it just it destroyed my whole uh, 
my whole system. I got, uh, my body went septic from that. So, um, the doctors even went as far as telling my folks, you know, that I probably wasn't going to survive this thing. So my, my family from Pittsburgh, where I'm originally from came out and saw me while I was comatose. My best friend was living out in Michigan at the time he came and, you know, everyone said their farewells and miraculously, um, yeah, I came, I came back from all that stuff. And, uh, while I was, while I was in the hospital, as long as I was, I always had kept a real short beard. I never had the patience to grow it out to get through all the, the, yeah, the itchiness, all the stages you go through and growing a beard. So I kind of, you know, in a coma (laughs) skipped over all that kind of stuff, but my beard was really, uh, really nasty afterwards. And, uh, I took a job at my aunt's um, company. She does homeopathic medicine and natural supplements. Um, and while I was working there, you know, they have a laboratory where they make right. all their products. And um, my cousin, who's the head mixer over there, you know, saw me scratching away at my face because I had all kinds of beard dandruff and all this stuff going on, you know, but I didn't want to shave off the beard because it takes so long to grow. It was already, yeah, it was, it was already long. So, uh, he twisted me up some, just some olive oil and tea tree oil, um, for my beard. And literally like two days later, all the flakes were gone. And, uh, that's how the light bulb kind of went off in my head. I was like, Oh wow. There's like a real need. There's a market for this stuff. Yeah. Right. And I had the, op- you know, I had this laboratory at my fingertips, so I would, uh, stay super late. I'd work doing sales for her. And then at four o'clock when everyone left out of the laboratory, I'd go back there till like midnight, just mixing oils, trying to come up with like the perfect, uh, perfect beard oil. So that's kind of how everything got kick-started with, with True Grit. That's awesome how wow. something that that uh, defeating can turn into, you know, such a success and really change the course of, you know, your life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's always been one of my big selling points for True Grit. And that's basically how we came up with the name, too true right. grit that's that's <laughs> I had grit to make it through exactly. that whole thing but um but yeah man i'm always trying to turn a turn a positive or you know a negative into a positive right. and stay the course that's awesome man how long so how long were you in the hospital from the time like you i guess had the injury to when you were you got out and you were released it was about three months but um wow. during that time they induced me uh into a coma for a month and that's pretty much the cutoff point before they have to put a tracheotomy mm-hmm. in you. Right. Okay. So I was intubated for a month and they took me out of that, um, that coma and then, uh, my lungs weren't working. So I stopped breathing. I had flatline like two times during this whole process. So they put me back in another induced coma and that was the one that, uh, you know, they couldn't pull me back out of it. But when they came uh, time to trach me on that 30th day, they pulled the intubation mm-hmm. tube out of my throat. 
and uh, these intubation tubes, they have like a, a ball that they blow up so it stays in your in your uh, esophagus. Right. And when they pulled that out, I remember <laughs> very clearly because that's when I, I came out of this, like I was just regurgitating this like racquetball. And like right. I woke up and uh, the doctors were all there and they just kind of were seeing what I was doing and I was breathing and yeah and i just came back so yeah it was a a miracle to say the least <laughs> yeah. yeah awesome that's insane yeah. um and then you pivot that and you start your grit and you know how i guess from that point like after you came up how long did it take you to come up with that your beard oil um or that first formula oh you know so um 2014 is when that accident happened in May. Um, so 2015 was was our research and development year. You know, I started with the beard oil stuff. So um, from there, um, we started doing some shaving stuff too because I was giving all the products to my friends with beards and the ones that didn't have beards were like, oh man, we'd like <laughs> right. something too. So right. we started formulating uh, some shave oils and soaps and stuff like that. So, I mean, for the first oil, it probably took me a few months, but to come up with the, uh, the line that we originally launched with, uh, which was beard oil, balm, uh, beard wash, shave oil, shave soap, and, um, body bars um you know that was that was about a year yeah it, it i don't think people realize how long research and development for new formulas can take and how much effort and work it takes to get something that you're proud of and you want to give to other people right yeah and i'm a perfectionist when it comes to that kind of stuff right. so i wanted to make sure like everything was perfect before we we actually launched the uh the brand but yeah, research and development yeah. is everything, you know. Um, I I don't have a chemist background or anything like that, so basically it was all trial and error, and literally dumping <laughs> money down the drain because yeah. I mean, you, once you mix there. oils, you can't unmix them, you know. So. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Once some once you realize something doesn't work, there's nothing you can do but throw it away. Yep. <laughs> so maybe. Um, Let's go into a little more detail about the process that it does take to come up with a formula. Because um, a lot of people listening, like I said, don't know everything that goes into it. And you have a lot of experience with, um, you know, testing different things and going through this uh, process. So maybe tell people a little bit more about, you know, take them through that process a little bit more. You know, the process is really um, just doing a lot of research online. Um checking out the competition, um, looking at brands that, you know, have been successful and are, you know, successful brands kind of getting ideas of what the market is. Right. You know, um, and then trying to find your niche market and basically building products to, to meet that demand. So, um, you know, I did a lot of research, um, just with oils, um, the combinations of different oils, um, mixed together. I did a ton of research on, um, essential oils. 
Um, we wanted to make our, our beard care, you know, an all natural brand because that's a huge thing here in Colorado and with a lot of, you know, and a lot of other areas too, people are really into the all natural stuff. So, um, basically it, you know, it was just a lot of, uh, a lot of Google searching and, um, like I said, just a lot of trial and error. Right. And when you, when you start researching these chemicals and the oils and everything, you find that. Some of them had bad stigmas and, you know, there's some things that you should stay away from based on how, you know, popular opinion of those chemicals and oils and everything. So, right. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, you know, new companies or people that are looking to start, start a brand like that, you know, um, you really do need to research your, your suppliers too, because, um, like tea tree, for instance, you know, there's, there's more of a demand than there is the supply. So you could go online and you could find tea tree oil that says it's a hundred percent natural tea tree oil. But if it doesn't come with a COA, a certificate of analysis, um, you have no idea, you know, who knows what, yeah, who knows what's in it. You know, they're cutting tea tree oil with gasoline for, (laughs) you know, who knows what they're cutting it with. Right. So yeah, it's always important to, you know, really find a, quality a quality uh supplier for for your raw ingredients right. for sure right i i guess another thing if, if you're what would you say to barbers who you know what should a barber be looking for when they're looking to decide you know what company they want to go with what kind of products they want to go for and if you're just a barber what, what, you, what do you think you should be looking for um my personal opinion on that is to find a product that you know is um, from a supplier that, that is pretty transparent. You know, we've always tried to be really transparent with our manufacturing, uh, techniques. We've taken people on tours of our lab, uh, barbers, you know, barbershops that were interested in carrying our, our brand. Um, but I think that a lot of it has to do with, uh, with a brand like brand recognition and a brand that, uh, people could trust so I think barbers really need to uh, do a lot of research when it comes to bringing in a new product into their shop and having a, you know, a, a solid working relationship with, with the, with the team, you know, with the, right. with the brand's owners and uh, sales reps. Right, I think that's it's really, really a relationship important. between, um, you know, the barbershop and the barbers and, you know, the provider of the, um, the products because hopefully that you know relationship is going to be around for a while and you want to make sure that you know everything's working well you don't want to get stuck with something that you're not happy with and then your customers get um used to it and then you it's hard to switch it's hard for people right. to make change so and it's really hard to bring in a, a, a new brand too um you know that's the problem that that you know we've had since we've started our started our brand is making it you know, a recognizable brand, a brand that people could trust and something that, you know, no one's ever heard of before to try to get them to, to sign on, you know, and get on board with a new, with a new brand. Right. Takes a lot, especially if you're not like a lay right or a suavecito where people know that name in the industry, you know? So that's why I think it's important as a business owner and as a barber to have a good working relationship that's transparent and uh, 
yeah, just an honest working relationship goes right. goes a long way. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess on that note, um, we kind of talk about you know the trial and error of um, of making products, and and that kind of translates to business as well. I know we've had our fair share of of setbacks where everything seems to go wrong. Um, do you have any stories or any any I guess advice? You know, a lot of these barbers are you know their chair is essentially a, a business in itself, um, even if they don't own the shop. I guess. You have any stories of, of, I guess, not necessarily business failure, but where you guys had a setback and, and you had to overcome it? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we've we've always made sure from the get go that if people weren't satisfied with our with our product, that we have an exchange, you know, policy. Right. Um, no questions asked. You know, with using natural ingredients, you know, things smell a little bit different. You know, so that's always gonna be a challenge with using um essential oils so we've always um had had yeah just a exchange policy we had a incident one time where one of our mixers forgot to put um beeswax in our beard bomb <laughs> pretty important <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah which is yeah it's the main re- you know that's like one of the main ingredients and uh somehow that that got through and made it to a couple shops and people are like, man, this is not, you know, there's no hold to this. And, uh, but you know, we, we do everything with lot numbers and stuff. So that was our first recall that we had to do. Um, but it went pretty smooth because like I said, we have good working relationships with all of our authorized dealers. Um, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't as big of an issue as it, you know, could have turned out to be always try to make the customer happy yeah for sure um so as far as your Um, products maybe we could give barbers a little bit of insight into what kind of your products are selling the fastest right now what maybe is in um like is the latest trend what what have you noticed being a seller of products so uh you know beard you know beard care is our our number one seller um that's what we started out with but uh, we just recently released our beard butter. Um, that's a that's a huge huge thing on the market okay. now. You know, it was always beard bombs and beard oils, and then uh, when beard butters came out, I mean, that's we we just released our beard butter probably okay. two weeks ago, and we've we've sold a ton of it already. So what's the um? Okay. I guess what's the difference or the is beard butter sort of in between a beard oil and a beard balm? Yeah. So, um, you know, you'll hear a lot of different things. There's people that sell beard butter, um, with beeswax in the, in the ingredient panel. Um, but me personally, when it comes to the difference between butters and balms is that, uh, beard balm has beeswax and beard butter does not. Beard butter is just a combination of butters and oils. Um, it doesn't really have much of a hold, but it it's a uh, a really good okay. like deep conditioner. Um, I use it at night, put it on at night. But yeah, after like a week or two um, worth of use, you'll notice that your beard just becomes so much uh, softer, more manageable. Um, 
people that have longer beards, it's nice because they don't right. really need that hold like a bomb does with the beeswax in it. So with just butter, it just when it makes it nice and soft, it just lays down after after you know you use it for a good right. week week or two. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think that's one of the things that when we first got into this, um, there there seemed to be a lot of confusion even amongst barbers as as to what you know what's the difference between a paste and a cream or a putty and right. And there's almost, there's not an industry standard. So sometimes a lot of these products can be confusing to barbers and, and, you know, even further to clients who often there, there's so many different terms in the industry that they have no idea. It's almost overwhelming. Cause they're like, I don't know what I need for my hair. Do I need a putty or a clay or a paste? And so uh, you know, that's one of the things we, we definitely noticed when we, we came into there is, is a little confusing. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with just, you know, how men's grooming just blew up overnight, you know. All of a sudden, one day, there was all these products on the market, and a lot of people were making things, you know, just in their kitchens and, you know, stuff like that. And that kind of goes back to what what barbers should be looking for, you know. Um right getting some uh, a product that's actually manufactured in a laboratory in a clean working environment that has you know lot numbers and um things like that so if there was ever an issue you know you could always go back and see exactly you know, right. in your in your log when you make everything um where where the problem went went wrong or if there was an older older ingredient or something you know it's easy to address those those issues when things are being professionally made in a exactly. professional laboratory right um well i guess the else. the big topic right now is the covid-19 pandemic um i mean that's what everybody's talking about and what everybody's having to live <laughs> through so um, maybe take us through what you're yeah. doing right now during the pandemic and how you're setting your business up for success once everything sort of returns back to normal. Um, yeah, so this, yeah, this whole thing, yeah, this has been a, been a crazy time for sure. Um, you know, we haven't been selling to any of our barbershop accounts, obviously, right. because they've all right. been shut down. Um, so right now we've been, uh, we've been doing about 15 new products we're going to be releasing. Um, so I've just been going into the lab working on, uh, things like shave cream, shave gel. Um, we're doing shampoo and conditioner, um, lotion. Um, we're doing, uh, some skincare stuff face wash, face exfoliant, face moisturizer. Um, so that's been been what I've been doing during this time. We're also um, we're in the process of starting our showroom and grooming lounge um, <laughs> right before this whole thing <laughs> the whole thing happened. So it's a little stressful, you know, we're we're building a barber shop during a pandemic right. and we're gonna open during a recession. So, you know, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so basically we've just been uh been getting all these uh new products ready for the for the release um and we're going to release those um when we open up the uh the showroom and grooming lounge. 
Right. So are y'all um, sort of ramping up marketing right now, trying to you know make your your brand is out there for when people do start returning to um, you know the the barbershops and buying products and stuff like that. Yeah, we've been doing a couple giveaways uh, on Instagram. Um, you know, we're staying active on there. Um, we we advertise in a magazine called Sensi. They're a national publication. Um, they're big here. Um, it's a lifestyle magazine, but it has a lot of uh, marijuana advertisements in it. <laughs> so any town that has, you know, legal marijuana, uh, Sensi magazine should be in those towns. But yeah, so we uh, we have a half page ad that we're running um, with them. And um, but yeah, we're just really trying to stay active on social media. Um, once we break ground, we had to have a architect come in and do the drawings for for the build out of the barbershop but once we start building we're going to be posting a lot of pictures of the of the build and get people excited um excited that way we're probably going to have a local radio station um come down and you know broadcast live from from our shop for our grand opening That'd be um, awesome. Yeah, we were thinking about that. There's a local local DJ here. His name's DJ Beardo on KBPI. <laughs> That'd be and uh, yeah, he came across our products. I don't know how he came across them, but yeah, he he loves all of our stuff. So we became pretty tight. So yeah, he's gonna come down and and broadcast live. So that'll be fun. Yeah, y'all definitely staying busy. Yeah, we're staying as busy as we can, man. We uh, like I said the the laboratory is probably the cleanest place you could be right now. So oh, yeah, <laughs> lots of, uh, um, operating procedures that you have to follow like masks and gloves and everything like oh, that already. Yeah. And we already did that kind of stuff. And I think it's, it's kind of funny to see, um, everybody getting ready to reopen and they're like, Oh, we're, you know, making sure that we wipe down every chair between each client. And I'm like, you guys didn't do that before. Yeah. Business as usual. <laughs> So, yeah, but it, yeah, our shop is going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. It's just going to be our showroom. Um, we have, we have, uh, four barber chairs in there. So when people come in, they could get like the whole true grit experience, um, you know, get done up head to toe with, uh, with all of our products and, uh, this we feel like you know this was the next logical move for us to to open up a open up like a retail location and barbershop like this um just basically to really legitimize our brand even more yeah it makes complete sense yeah one thing we we want to do especially when we're interviewing barbers is kind of ask them about the craziest client experience they had i know it's going to be a little different. You're not a barber, but is there anything that comes to mind? Anything just a great story from owning a business? Um, yeah. So you know, I'm I'm not a barber, for one. So, um, but yeah, you know, when we first started this this brand, there was a a local barber shop that we had reached out to um, as a potential client, and um, you know, the talks didn't really get get too far and um i think it was about a week or so later maybe two weeks later 
uh, that barber shop released a pomade and called it True Grit Pomade. <laughs> so, uh, they, yeah, so they basically, uh, I think at the beginning, you know, because there was so many men's grooming lines and everything popping up, you know, I don't think that this particular barber thought that we had like the stain power or you know what i mean like right they're just we were, to... we were just yeah fly by night so they uh tried to try to take our name so um we've we've had our name llc to all this stuff so we had uh, our lawyer reach out with a with a cease and desist um <laughs> over was... that that was probably that was in our first year you know so that was pretty crazy yeah um but now that we're starting our our showroom, there's um there's a, another local company here. Uh, they make soap, and they have a soap called True Grit. Um, so yeah, so that's our, our on my agenda list today is actually talking to to our attorney to start sending out these cease and desist letters because we own um the name true grit for anything that has to do with grooming. Right. And, um, but yeah, that was probably the craziest thing so far. Now, did you and, ever get to uh, actually try the pomade that they were, uh, trying to sell <laughs> with your name on it? I did not. I did not. I actually had one of my buddies go into the shop to buy one. So I had the evidence, but right. yeah, I wasn't right. going to use it in my hair. <laughs> just out of principle, you know. I just wanted to know how but, short it fell of the true standard. Yeah, it, it it fell definitely short. I think that was some Chinese pomade, you know, white labeled. <laughs> but um, on on that same note, I don't know. I never wish anybody, you know, any harm or anything like that. But uh, the guy that owns that that barber shop uh opened up like four more or something, and uh. I was I was in a meeting yesterday with with one of our barbershop accounts that's right down the street from one of those one of those uh barbershops and uh he's buying all the chairs from them wow. because they're not they're not going to survive this it. this pandemic. Yeah. Karma. Karma's yeah, karma. a bitch. It always <laughs> comes around. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably the craziest thing so far, you know. That and then, uh, you know, doing those shows, um, going out to Vegas, driving in, in the van, me and my wife, you know, those were always fun trips. Yeah, trade shows definitely are an experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, from all aspects of it, meeting people and, you know, all the problems that arise when like logistics and everything like that. But they're a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and it's always fun meeting meeting new folks. I was, you know, it was an honor to meet you guys down down in Vegas. Likewise, have a conversation with you guys. That was fun. Um, assuming, you know, are you guys have any? I know it's kind of hard with the whole pandemic. You guys have any plans for trade shows in the future if they if they go on? Yeah, well, um, you know, I was so busy with uh, starting that new shop that we hadn't even put any money down on any any shows before this happened so yeah we we kind of lucked out on that um but yeah we're definitely going to be doing a, a lot of shows in the you know vegas is always 
always a happening spot for for trade shows um but yeah we're gonna do everything like west coast i know um there's a big trade show out in la that got postponed we'll probably try to go out there and do that one yeah um get the barber one. yeah yep you might see us out there as well um if they still have it in august i believe um yeah i was waiting to see what what they were going to do with that but um you know right now we're just you know we're we're going to do the the barber shop and um with the cash flow that we that we make from the barber side of things we're going to use that money um for marketing and uh for our sales team and we're going to try to really take this take this brand nationwide it already is but you know i want to have an account in at least every every state right right now we're in chicago uh tampa florida new hampshire uh, we do some private label stuff for for a couple shops out in la uh we're in tacoma washington uh boise idaho um but yeah we're definitely trying to get get our our brand out there into every state at least a couple shops would be nice all right well i appreciate you coming on here um feel free to plug your stuff tell people where they can find your stuff yeah so you can check us out uh our website is www.truegrit.co um truegrit.co on instagram true grit grooming products for men on facebook um and yeah, I was gonna throw a promo code out. Uh, got a promo code. It's uh, LD336. We'll get you free shipping. And uh, yeah, we're uh, we're Leaping Bunny certified, which was a huge deal. Um, so all of our natural or all of our raw ingredients are all cruelty free. Never been tested on animals. That's a huge thing for us. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for for a good, solid, uh, small batch, natural men's grooming product, please check us out. Yeah, sure. I can I can vouch for that. You guys, you guys got some good stuff, good hair products. I love the fragrance in it. Um, good beer stuff too. I heard I don't grow beer myself, but I've heard great things. Um, I have to send you out some of our new uh, shave gel, shave cream. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. All right, Jake. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. All right. So that was Jake Rockwell with True Grit Grooming Company. And like we said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, he had an incredible story. Um, as you heard, a really interesting way to get into a hair product industry. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. So um, if you're interested in being on the Forge podcast with us, DM us at ForgeHairscape.com or our Instagram at ForgeHairscape. And we will be sure to get in touch with you and get you on the show. And again, we'd really appreciate it if you left a rating and review on the podcast. Until next time, this has been The Forge.